0: Hello and welcome to the July 12th, Tuesday edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson. For the last three years, I was the Blazers beat writer for the Vancouver Columbian, and you can currently find my Blazers writing at BlazersEdge.com. Thank you for joining us again, and if this is your first listen, thanks for giving us a chance. Yesterday, Monday, July 11th, we had Corbin Smith of Vice Sports in the Willamette Week on to talk Evan Turner uh, and and get his opinion on what Turner brings to the Blazers. We will definitely revisit the Turner signing and the small forward position later on. Uh, I think it's an important topic for the Blazers moving forward. Obviously, there won't be a ton of resolution on that, but I, I do think it's an interesting question to investigate. However... Earlier this afternoon, the Blazers played a game, a summer league game, but it still kind of, sort of counts, and they won. They got their first win of the Las Vegas Summer League, ninety-two to eighty-nine in double overtime, with Pat Connaughton knocking down the game-winning three in the sudden-death overtime. For those of you who don't know the, if it ever, you know, for for some awful reason goes to double overtime. The, the Las Vegas summer league organizers have mercifully made the the second overtime sudden death. It went to sudden death off of a freaky play. Uh, Luis Montero fouled the three point shooter when the jazz were down by four with, you know, about less than two seconds left. The, Spencer Butterfield, the guy who was shooting the free throws for Utah, made the first two and then to have a chance to tie the game missed it on, missed the third free throw on purpose. And Trey Lyles, with, you know, the play that like you would never ever expect to work, actually worked. He missed it on purpose. Trey Lyles tipped it in to send the game to overtime. But the Blazers come through with Connaughton, who had his most efficient game of the summer league on Tuesday. And as a result, the Blazers got a win. He had, Connaughton had 19 points on 7 of 16 shooting, including four three-pointers, which included the game winner, of course. Uh, CJ Fair, uh, off the bench, actually led the Blazers with 20 points. I would say that he's unlikely to actually make the Blazers' real squad, but at 6'8", you know, left-handed game, you know, maybe makes an intriguing summer league camp invite if he gets there. You know, a performance like that might uh, attract the eyes of you know some some international teams, perhaps maybe some other teams to give him a contract. Who knows? Um, but you know he CJ Fair had a really solid game today, especially offensively for the Portland Trailblazers summer league squad. The Blazers struggled mightily in their first two summer league games, losing both by double digits. Uh, I, I think today would be a good day to kind of go over how their summer league's gone so far now that we've seen three games. I think, you know, when you see one game and you see two games, uh, you know, you don't want to overreact too much to any of it. Even, you know, a three game sample at summer league really doesn't mean a whole lot, but, uh, it gives us a little bit more of a complete picture. And, you know, Noah Vonley has been their most consistent player throughout the, the three games of Summer League, which is a good sign. It was to be expected. Vonley also had a very good Summer League last year, earning second-team All-Summer League honors. And, you know, his rebounding numbers are a little bit better this year. He looks to have a little bit quicker trigger on his three-point shot. I You know, I can't stress enough not to look too much into – not to look to summer league performance to inform how someone is going to perform at the NBA level next season, but it, it's better than not playing. It's better than playing poorly. And what Vonleh has done has been encouraging at the very most. And it's good that he's playing better. It's good that, uh, you know, he's not struggling. I think, uh his defense has been pretty solid Trey Lyles went off against him in this game Lyles was was going wild all game long he finished Lyles finished with 30 points uh, in this game but his team the Jazz ended up taking the L uh, Lyles was going against Vonley for most of the game and Vonley finished with another double double 10 points 10 rebounds he did have to go to overtime to get that double-double. Uh, He had eight points at the end of regulation, but, you know, when they look at all the stats, I guess it still counts as three straight double-doubles. But his defense, I think, in this game was the most impressive thing. I thought that when the Jazz were going to Lyles down the stretch, Yvonne did make things difficult for him. He had a nice block at the end of regulation. He... uh had a nice steal in the first overtime when, when Lyles was going one-on-one against him. And that's the type of thing. Those are the type of things that we have seen from Vonley in the past. I think what's the most intriguing thing about Vonley is his defensive potential and the fact that he can kind of handle the ball at, you know, either the power forward or center positions when he's on the floor. And, and if he can, you know, kind of learn where he's going a little bit with the ball more than, you know, cause he's got great handles. Like I said this on one of the episodes that, you know, uh, someone on the blazer staff, you know, said that during last season, that ley might have the second best handle on the team after CJ McCollum, because, you know, all these guys grew up playing AAU. They all learn how to dribble the ball. And, you know, in this day and age where versatility is valued more than anything. Uh, the fact that he can handle the ball at that size is a major plus. ley did have really strong rim protection numbers for the Blazers last year uh, of all the guys that ended up on the nylon calculus rim protection stats. He had the lowest uh, allowed field goal percentage of all of them. That includes Myers Leonard, Mason Plumlee at Davis. Uh, I'm not talking about Festus Azili who, had a very good one and now, you know, has the best numbers on the team as of now. Uh, he had very good numbers with the Warriors last year at about 44%, which means that players that were attacking the rim when that player was defending only shot 44% against Azili, but those were limited minutes. And I think the same, the same can also be said of Vonleh, who was uh, one of the only guys below 50% was the only blazer big that was below 50%, which is good. And that, you know, Vonley still, you know, he's 20. He doesn't, he can't even drink yet. Uh, he's he's turning 21 in August and he, he he's still learning. And he played one year in college and he was, and he barely played in college. On top of that was hurt in uh, in Charlotte, his rookie season. So he, you know, he barely, you know, he finally saw the floor for the first time really last season and he didn't really have a ton of experience before that. I think they still need time to let him marinate a little bit, but he's shown some good things in Summer League, and that's what you hope from him, Uh, and I I think that that's been encouraging, even though I don't want to emphasize that too much because – he has played well in summer league before. Shabazz Napier, who you know we thought would be uh, a major player for the Blazers and has been on the time, you know, in the time that he's actually been on the court, was hurt yet again. He had a lacerated scalp in Sunday's game against the Spurs, and then he hurt his shoulder on Tuesday uh, in a collision and didn't play for the rest of the second half. He, the Blazers said he had a sprained shoulder, and that kept him out of the game. No word on whether that's going to keep him out for the duration. Of summer league, now that they're entering the tournament phase of the Las Vegas Summer League. I think one of the, at least in terms of his physical profile, I think one of the the impressive players has been Jake Lehman. Lehman at 6'9, pretty athletic, looks to have, you know, pretty. You know, he he had some nice steals, gets his hand in the passing lanes, great length, obviously. He hasn't really made good on his, you know, his numbers in college as a three-point shooter. He shot about 40% last year uh, from three and and really hasn't shot that well at all in summer league. But his play did earn him a start over second year Blazer Luis Montero, who, you know, I mentioned before the Blazers really liked him last year when it was kind of a rebuilding year, they took a chance on him. They developed him. Lots of guys on the team really gave Luis a lot of credit for getting better over the course of the year, even though, you know, uh, media didn't really see it because he never really saw the court, but uh, he has great length at six, seven. However, you know, he, he did get uh, demoted so to speak, although he did play at the end of the game uh, and, and was back out there for the Blazers, but Layman did get the start over him. And it shouldn't be a shock that Layman looks pretty comfortable playing a role player role for the Blazers. He flashed a little bit of a post game today, had a nice little jumper, but uh, you know, Layman did play four years in college and was mostly a role player in college uh, at Maryland. You know, you had guys like Mello Trimble that handled the ball a little bit more. Uh, and, and he was, you know, he looks comfortable as a as a floor spacer and has the size to play four in today's league. I think that you know his package of skills is very intriguing. If he starts to actually knock down shots, then it becomes even more dangerous. Connaughton, it was you know if you're a Blazer fan and and you're you know you're interested in the development of the team, I think Connaughton is a guy that you know a lot of fans were paying attention to. He was expected to be a major contributor for this Blazers summer league squad. He hadn't really shot, or shot efficiently from the field. He had gotten to the foul line in, in the first game, but he he hadn't really found his groove, and he found a little bit more of a groove uh, in this game, and he was the guy that was taking the big shots for the Blazers down the stretch. He had a big one in regulation with under a minute left to extend Portland's lead to four. When Utah had it down to one, it still ended up going to overtime, but then in the double overtime, he hit the game winner. So um, uh, Connaughton looked comfortable in the role as you know the main guy for the summer league squad and he looked good uh you know is, is today at least and, and and that's an encouraging sign that you know he didn't let those performances get to him he's obviously a very confident guy wants to show that he can play at this level uh mike richmond had a good story on him uh for oregon live uh the other day i encourage you all to to read that and get a little bit more background on what Conaton wants to do obviously you've heard about how he you know his baseball exploits and how great of an athlete that he is because he's played you know multiple sports. But uh, you know I, I think it was important for for Connaughton to uh, you know have a moment. As of right now, it's hard to see any of these guys really on the summer league team as contributors for next year. Neil O'Shea went on NBA TV today to talk with Rick Kamla and Isaiah Thomas and. Yeah, he said just flat out he doesn't expect Shabazz Napier to play much with Lillard and McCollum on the team. Again, he reiterated that, you know, Aminu is going to be the power forward. And, you know, now that that's the case, it's even harder for guys like Vonley to have time, especially now that the Blazers are in win now mode, being that, you know, he's only 21. Maybe he can, maybe he can show some stuff in, in training camp, but you know, there's going to be a lot of guys, a lot of guys that are veterans like Plumley, like Davis, like Myers Leonard, Festus is as well that are all gonna, you know, probably that are all slotted to get in, you know, to play over him. And von has the skills to really be a, a small ball 5 or a, you know really a center what what a center is in this league today at times you know there's still you know your your big traditional centers but Vonleh you know he's mobile he can move he can dribble the ball if he starts knocking down threes that really opens up everything for him if he can do that um you know his, his physical skills actually really cover up a lot of maybe his uh you know some mistakes that he makes because of how young he is uh you, you know that that's the, the the problem with young guys especially learning nba defense it's more complicated than it's ever been but you know he's so physically gifted that even when he messes up he can kind of make up for it because he has ridiculously long arms huge hands and he's very athletic and 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 i think that you know that's something to watch. Will any of these guys be contributors? No, I I I doubt it. I mean, I thought that maybe we could see Connaughton step into a role if the when the Bla- when there was some doubt that the Blazers would bring back Allen Crabb when that was a little unclear. Connaughton looked better today. But, you know, a spot in the rotation is going to be tough to get. It's going to be up for grabs. Definitely much more if the Blazers don't bring Maurice Harkless back, who, uh, as of right now, hasn't signed an offer sheet with any other teams. He's a restricted free agent. The Blazers made a qualifying offer to him. So, you know, he could take that, which is about $4 million, and that would actually keep the Blazers below the luxury tax line, which I'm sure would be a, a, a dream scenario for them. Unless Harkless has a breakout season, which again would leave them vulnerable to him leaving, getting a big payday, and you know walking away without the rights to match uh evan turner definitely projects to be a major contributor i think he should be slotted in as the sixth man as of right now Harkless would have a great chance to earn playing time especially with his ability to kind of play four in today's modern nba he played it some last year when aminu was out of the game uh he has you know great size at 6'9 very versatile defender Offensively, he doesn't really do a whole lot other than offensive rebounding. But if he doesn't come back, that could open up some more opportunities for the Summer League guys like Connaughton, like Von Lay, and even potentially Jake Lehman. You know, if his shooting really is that good, you know, shooting is such a valuable tool that, and and it's not like he's a slow guy on the court, you know, his lateral quickness looks pretty good uh, on defense obviously he needs to learn how to play the NBA game first, but you know, with his ability to shoot the ball, if he can knock down threes, you know, th- that would put him in the conversation for a play for, for some playing time, given his size. And, you know, if, if Harkless comes back, it comes back or doesn't come back, that opens up a lot more chances for maybe some of these summer league guys to, maybe make the rotation it's so crowded right now and the Blazers could just you you know they could shuffle guys in and out uh some guys might not you know will play one game won't play the next and I think that that's something that Stotts went with last year and I expect him to go with again you know his his rotations just changing based on personnel of the other team uh and I, I think that that's important especially with the young team too because you know he doesn't feel the need to you know you know, let the veterans have the spots. And the Blazers are so young, and even their veterans are young. I mean, Ed Davis isn't even 30 yet. Uh, And, you know, he's the ranking veteran on the team at this point. So, uh, you know, there's really no... Nobody that he really has to play on a nightly basis uh, other than, you know, Lillard and McCollum and, you know, Alan Crabb and probably Turner because he's getting paid so much as well. I mean, I'm not going to I don't think I will see a game that Turner doesn't get in just given, you know, the investment in him Uh, for Connaughton. Him having a moment was You know, really important, I think. And the Blazers having a meaningful fourth quarter in this Summer League game, I thought was really important. They really got to actually play crunch time minutes. It it was a real situation for them. And the Blazers had to develop their draft picks. And you know, seeing Connaughton, you know, kind of work his way through a slump is, is encouraging. Seeing ley you know, play solid defense is important. It's not the end-all be-all for the franchise. This is, these aren't major moments, but I, I just do think that you know, you need to see some kind of signs that, you know, things aren't going poorly. And I think that with the Blazers staff and how great their coaching staff is, their track record of developing players, you know, we've seen that throughout the Olshe Stotts era. You know, they have so many great assistant coaches on the staff. David Vanterpool, uh, Nate Tibbetts, you know, both guys that are really good with development. Dale Osborne, always willing to work out with guys, you know, that maybe don't play a lot, don't see a lot of time on the court. Uh... You know, and and even guys like that aren't there anymore, like Jay Triano, Jim Moran, the big man coach is always there working with guys, you know, and they have a lot of guys that work with guys, you know, in, in the gym whenever they need to work out. And I think that's one of the, 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 the things that the Blazers have. Uh, that's really you know helped them succeed through the Aldridge departure, through uh, not just losing Aldridge but four other starters, and then having a bunch of different guys you know step into new roles, and then also get better as the year went on. You know the Blazers coaching staff de- deserves a lot of credit, and that that's from Stotts you know from installing a, an inclusionary system where everyone feels like they have a chance to touch the ball, everybody has a chance to you know maybe score a little bit. Uh, and just feel a part of it. And then also the assistant coaches who work with guys tirelessly on a regular basis to help develop them. And uh, I, I think that that that's something that we can expect from the Blazers. I, I wouldn't press it too hard, you know, on certain guys, especially like Vonley, again, with how young he is, uh, you know, the the fact that he hasn't regressed is good. But I also think that, you know, at this point we can expect, you know, some form of improvement with guys on this team because... Uh, you know, that's just the track record that this Blazers coaching staff has Jake Lehman, you know, again, hasn't really made it good on the, the reputation as a sharp shooter, but his shot looks good. He knocked one down in this game. Uh, and, and again, he, he, he did get the start today, which, you know, if you're hoping for Luis Montero to make the squad, probably not a great sign for him. He has a non-guaranteed deal, uh, at the, at the rookie minimum. Uh, like I said, the Blazers really liked his package, uh, they were fawning all over him during his draft workout a year ago. They've really invested time in him. The players have really credited him with growth. But you know, support in uh, and allegiance in sports is conditional. You don't need to look any further than uh, the Miami Heat and the Dwayne Wade situation to see that uh, you know, you can't. That teams, you know, it's a business. So uh, as much as they liked Montero, as much as they've invested in him, if they're ready to cut bait, th- they definitely can with him. Uh, and, but you know, Layman, I think you know, looking comfortable, his size, I think that's encouraging. And I think you know, if someone gets hurt, you know, some some of these guys will, will have a chance in, in the regular season. And uh, I I think that those are the the things you want to look for. Can these guys do? things that they're going to be asked to do on the NBA court. Can Connaughton knock down open jumpers? Can he make some plays in the pick and roll? Can Vonley defend the pick and roll? Can Lehman play defense against NBA small forwards and power forwards? Can he knock down shots and really spread the floor? Can Vonley do that? Can Vonley knock down shots and really make defenses respect him so that if he does get back out there on the court, that offenses can't just leave him? So I, I think those are the things you look for. You look for little things in Summer League. You can't really look at stats and and and, and extrapolate too much from that. Like I said, Ivan Summer League stats have been pretty solid uh, in every year that he's played Summer League since he was with the Charlotte Hornets. So, you know, you don't want to put too much stock into that. But, you know, it's always – it's positive when they do things that are – when they do positive things. I think when people have bad moments in Summer League, that's where you can – Be like, okay, this is you know this guy really has somewhere to work on, or you really have to you know reassess whether he actually has a future in the NBA. We will be back tomorrow for another episode of the Locked On Blazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. If you have any Blazers-related questions you want me to answer, you can send them to me at Eric underscore Gunderson on Twitter. We will have more guests as. you know, as we move forward with this podcast, more Blazers content for you right here every day on Locked On Blazers, which is now on iTunes. Of course, it's hosted on the Audio Boom Network, and uh, if you gl- we we would greatly appreciate it if you left us a, re- a five star review, which greatly helps the podcast. Uh, only five stars. I mean, you know, that's the rule. That's that's the rule I have on this podcast. That's the rule we have on the Bulls versus Blazers podcast. So only five star review, please. Thank you, and uh, we'll be back tomorrow for another episode of Locked On Blazers.